Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hey everyone, welcome to Stacy Connects. This is a show about making connections through conversation because I believe that asking questions instead of making assumptions is the right way to learn something. So thanks to everyone that listens to the show uh, and the podcast. If you listen to the show, tell people about it. If you listen to the podcast, tell people about it. You can find it and my other show that... Eric and I co-host called Don't Ask Me to Talk. Eric uh, keeps me sane and, again, is definitely the favorite child, which is weird because we're not related. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm convinced. Mom, like, every week she's like, and tell Eric I said hi. Yeah. She's listening right now. She's just being polite. No, she adores you. Uh, Anyway, and now Lee adores you because she met you, too. They're both very, very nice people. This is why they like you. Uh, anyway, so wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to look for Don't Ask Me to Talk and Stacy Connects. You can also call into the show live. You can call 425-373-5527. I'll say it again a little slower. 425-373-5527. And remember, if you want to shoot me a text or leave me a voicemail, I would love to hear from you. So you can do that at 475 475- Nine 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 two seven two four. So, uh, my guest today is Eric Crema. Hello, how Hi, are you? How are you doing? It's always confusing when you get a couple of Eric's uh, on the show, right? Well, uh, yes, and you both. So you spell your name with a K. Eric spells yes. his name with a C. Yeah, so. the right way. Oh, no, he beat me to the punch. He beat me to the punch. Wow. So clearly these two have worked together for a very long time, which uh, as you and I talk today, I have a feeling that uh, Eric, I am like Eric, Eric B and Eric K, like, or Eric R, you know. Uh, yeah, say the writer, the writer and the crema. There you go. Uh, crema the crop. Anyway, uh, so you are my guest today. I have met you because of the shows that I do here through KKNW and Kixie as well. Um, And I'm excited to have a conversation as somebody who is late to radio. Radio has like been your life since you could say Gaga, which would make you Radio Gaga. Right? See what I did there? (laughs) Just like the Queen song. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Eric, I invite, obviously, both of you to comment on, as I go through, some of my conversations and observations from the past week. So, Sounds good. Here we go. Over the weekend, I went glasses shopping with my daughter, Annie. We went to Warby Parker at the mall. And do they have physical locations? They do. I didn't know that. I thought yes. they were strictly online. No. All right. You can go in and they have all the different types of glasses with the different colors mm-hmm. and you can bring in your prescription and do your thing. And Annie, as you know, a 26-year-old is like, I need options. 
And me, as a 52-year-old, was like, I mean, yeah, me too, question mark. And here's what I found. A, I know I'm blind as a bat. And B, when I'm not wearing my glasses, I cannot hear as well. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I riddle that one. <laughs> now you're putting them on right. I, yes, I'm putting them on right. Thank you for that. It's a weird thing. Like, I... I would put on, you know, a different pair of glasses and maybe it's because there is when you watch somebody talk and you can make the visual connection between, you know, like reading lips, right? You're hearing what they're saying, but you're also seeing their mouth form the words or something. But I would put on the glasses and Annie would try to say something to me and I'm like, "Ah, I need a horn. I can't hear you. It was so bizarre. Huh. I mean, normally you hear that story about, like, uh, people losing a sense and the other ones getting keener, but you're going the opposite route. And I so I've thought about this, and I think it's because uh, people that lose a sense, over time, the other senses develop stronger, and mm. it's like a muscle, right? And so they become stronger. In the case of spending an hour at Warby Parker, <laughs> my hearing... And my sight did not have time to develop. Just going to the mall in general would make me want to be both <laughs> blind and deaf. So I could right. totally understand. <laughs> exactly. That's like that uh, thing that my dad used to say about the... I'll keep the smell uh, strong for the Cinnabons that are at the mall. But aside from that, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll go ahead and get and rid like of all my And like Wetzel Pretzel and those things. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. Uh, my dad used to make some joke about the deaf, dumb, blind man who picked up a hammer and saw... Uh-huh. See what I, did there? Oh, I thought you were getting into <laughs> the who. No. Nope. Uh, you, you already mentioned Queen, so I thought we were <laughs> yeah. going down the Tommy route there no, for a second. But. No, you know, just about the person that picked up a hammer and saw. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, thank you. That's right. Tip your servers, folks. So, so I get my glasses at the other W store. The uh, Walmart. Oh. The Walmart. The, the carousel in the Walmart. That's always a you can meet fun people around that carousel. <laughs> See, connection through conversation, Eric. Like yes. this is what I'm saying. So are you leading me to believe that you use readers? I got cheaters. Yeah. Cheaters, readers, yeah. Okay. First time I went there, I, I didn't know anything about it. I'm looking at the turnstile and trying to figure out what to do. And this old man comes up and he says, you know, you look to be about a a a one I didn't even know what he was talking about. And he goes, They put those down low for you young people. And he goes, what will happen is as you lose your sight, you'll go higher up the, the carousel oh. until you're at the top. So you don't have to bend over. And sure enough, that's where they put the like the 5.0. So you can see like a 5.0. Right. <laughs> you can see through time. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you now then? Oh, my God. It's like one of those things you don't want to admit, but I'm at 175 now. And he actually his opening line was, what's your number? And I thought he was asking for my <laughs> phone number. And I said, what do you, I said, what do you mean, my phone number? And he said, no, I want to know what number your your classes are. So that's, oh, that's so. funny. Wow. Interesting. I hit on it by an older gentleman at Walmart. Though. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I would be, I'd be okay with that. He's like, I'm looking sharp in this vest. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe today's the day. Exactly. Today's my day to greet you. Uh, I... I do have questions then. Do you wear cute 
readers or cheaters, like with patterns and things like that? Or do you go with just the no, classics? No, no, but I, I, I kind of am jealous of people that can pull that off. Mine are just your standard. Oh, here's my problem. I buy the pack of five and they're all over my house at on the first day. I, I strategically place them where I think I'm going to need them. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the week, they're always within five feet of each other <laughs> because I walk over, leave a, leave a pair and then, you know, uh-huh. so... Okay. So I'm forever looking for my glasses. So my I have mother, to go on the cheap. My mother can help you with this. Okay. So what Joan would tell you is don't buy one pack of five. What's better than one pack of anything is two or three packs of something. And oh then God. you have them on every single surface. And so you're covered because mom has them on every single surface. And it just gives her a yet another reason to have like a cute little vase or container or dish. So. Okay. Okay. Right. Either that or buy that. What do they call the little deal? The, the oh, like the croaky, the string thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. That's a look. Might as well go all the way to, I, to old age. Right. Just I suspect back. you're buying like the dockers of cheaters. Nailed it. Yep. 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 Well, yep. you know, I am in my free time. I do uh, co-host with the Michael Bruce Image Consulting Team a style podcast. So it totally makes sense that I nailed that. I mean, come on. Um, well, here's the deal. Next time I see you, let's talk about it. You you look at my head and you say, "Here's some glasses ideas for you." I, I'm on it. This All is. Right. I love a challenge. Okay, it's a challenge. All right. All right. Now I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna put you on the spot. So you are married. I know this. And let's say you and your darling bride are thinking about going out somewhere. Do you utter the phrase when you're trying to figure out where? Up to you. You pick. Your call. All the time. All the time. Okay. Yeah. And now... For her, is that like nails on a chalkboard and she's like, I don't want to pick? Or is she like, great, this is where I want to go? You know, I kind of catch myself because I'll say it and then she'll give me that look like (laughs) you just said. Uh And and so then I will say, okay, I'm actually going to have to be involved in this conversation. So then I will think. Um, And it's sometimes it's circular where if I say, well, not sure. How about you? Or where, where would you like to go? And then she'll say something. But I really am curious where you want to go. And then we'll kind of go through this whole meandering and we'll end up back at point A anyway. So I guess that's a bit of frustration. So here's here is a PSA for and I I'm I say this as a, a precursor to what I'm about to say. I'm painting with a wide brush. But let's say you're in a relationship with someone else and you're the one that says, up to you. You pick your choice. What do you feel like doing? If the person that you've said this to is a woman and has had children, we do not want to make yet another decision. So make the decision for us. Say, hey, honey, we're going here. And I'll tell you what, if I'm not happy with it, I will tell you. But most likely, I am so happy that you've made a decision that I will go to Hooters and I will eat the wings. (laughs) 
And I will be like, wow, but the wings are really good. So that's the well, first. I'll say that. I will try that, but I'll give it a little French. I'll say hutares, you know, or something like there. that. I'll just give it a little different name. Exactly. So by the time she realizes what's going on, the, the wings are arriving. At the well, I I suspect she might know when you pull into uh the That's place, but I, you know, kind of hard to miss. And then the second part of that is when my husband, the saint, according to my mother, says up to you. I translate that as, I don't really want to do this. I would prefer not to. I'd rather you do it completely. But I'm going to say up to you, which is my way of saying. I don't want to do it, but I mean, I guess if I have to be the hero that Gotham deserves, then I'll do it. And this is my final opportunity for you to say, I'll just do it. Mm. So uh, maybe that's just specific to me. Uh, But I'm thinking like it's the whole like, do you want to go to the grocery store or do you want me to go to the grocery store with you? Up to you. Well, no, I really don't want to go to the grocery store. I have zero desire to go to the grocery store. I would like to stay at home. I would like to play solitaire, or I would like to watch a show, or I would like to read a book or listen to music. I don't want to go to the grocery store. So when Pete says, up to you, to me, I'm like, the the answer is going to be no every time. So I'm airing dirty laundry here, but I do feel like that this is a universal thing and that I want listeners to realize that this is a universal thing and direct communication is perhaps the salvation for this cyclical conversation. I think it's an interesting point. And I'm actually, I just wrote on a sticky note, you know, no, it's up to you or not really up to you, you know, circle with the, with the, with mm-hmm. the mark through it. And, and I put underneath it, make a decision. So I'm going to try that and I'll report back to you okay. to see how it goes. And I'm not going to say anything to her prior. I'm just, I'm going to wait for it because it happens at least, I don't know, 10 times a week about something. Yep. On both sides. I say the same thing. You know, I'll say, hey, what do you want to do? So, uh, yeah, I'll try to give it a shot. Good. Eric, do you want to say something? I was just going to say, usually when we're asking the question, uh, where do you want to go to eat? It's because we don't know ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to get some consensus going. So... You know, it's a process of elimination that we're trying to, I think, at least in my case, that uh, we're we're farming it out, you know, to get some ideas bubbling. You know, there's no bad ideas, you know. I get that. Except for every one of my ideas, apparently. Right. (laughs) When it comes to reporting. I get that. And maybe try this approach. If you have already decided together that we're going to go out tonight, instead of saying, you know, where do you want to go? Up to you. You You know, your choice, whatever. Maybe say, hey, is there any place you don't want to go? And then you've eliminated the don't want to's and then you can make the decision. So now you've heard the I don't want Mexican, I don't want Thai. And so now you get to make a decision. So you're happy and you're the hero because you made a decision. You're welcome. (laughs) Relationship (laughs) advice here on Stacey Connects. That's right. Okay, Uh, the last thing that I would like to talk about is, uh, hey, I went to the Yankee game last night. I know what you're thinking. That's weird. They're in Seattle. How did you go to a Yankee game? Well, because I'm a Yankee fan, and when the Yankees are playing the Mariners, I'm not going to a Mariner game. I'm going to a Yankee game for way cheaper 
because <laughs> if I went to Yankee State Stadium, it would be a massive expense. But I can go to Costco and I can get a few tickets at the like tier level and have a gin and tonic while I watch the game, get my soft pretzel and watch Aaron Judge get a homer. Because did he? Yeah, he did. So uh, I just I envision all these Mariner fans turning the turning the channel. Right now. <laughs> well, here's the interesting out. thing. Yes. And by the way, Mariners are doing amazing right now. So kudos to the Mariners. They are having an amazing uh, season. And, and we've got a little series going on with uh, Mariners versus Yankees because uh, they're playing again tonight and then again tomorrow. Yes. So what's interesting is uh, the number of Yankee fans that were there at the stadium. I mean, I imagine that that's true no matter what town or what season, oh my gosh, team comes into town. There's always going to be fans. I would say, though, that there was a good 35% of the fans that I saw based on jerseys and hats and and whatever. I can conservatively say at least 35% of the people that were there were rooting for the Yankees. So that was an interesting thing. And that's conservative. I really think it was way more than that. I also uh, talk about connection through conversation. There was a couple behind me. I'm making an assumption that they're a couple if they're listening. Hey, you should be a couple if you're not. Um, His name is Dimitri. And they were talking about baseball. And then, of course, we got into a conversation Next thing that I know, I'm talking to him about how when he was 10, he was granted asylum and he came here from Russia by way of Virginia and has found his way here and shared my Calendly for him to come on the show and to talk about this. And my husband was like, seriously, can you go nowhere and not have a conversation with some complete stranger? And I was like, no, Stacy connects. Have you not heard? So, your husband's your husband's nightmare is a, is a line that you he knows you're both going to be standing in for a while because you're <laughs> going to meet some people. Totally, I mean, a hundred percent. I he, he's like Buck, buckle up, right? We're, and get he's, some comfortable shoes, exactly. And he's like, <laughs> they're probably going to move in with us, or you're going to plan their wedding, or you know, you're going to pay for them to have like their teeth pulled or some random thing. And, you know, he's like, random. here she goes. Have you done that? Have you paid for people's teeth to be pulled? Just the wisdom teeth, Eric. Yes. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> There's some wisdom in that. And I mean, and I know the person. Uh, but yes, I, I tend to be a collector of, of people. So, uh, so anyway, so I met Dimitri. I'm looking forward to him coming on the show. I randomly, again, my husband is like, cringes every time. I was like, so do you ballroom dance? And you would think that, you know, like what a random thing to ask. And he's like, actually, I do know how to ballroom dance. And I was like, yeah, you do. Because our daughter, she ballroom danced. She learned international style here in the Pacific Northwest. And traditionally, there seems to be uh, the instructors that we've encountered are very often from Russia they are from the Ukraine, someplace like that. And so that seems to be something that is taught early on in the culture. And so while my husband felt like it was out in left field, it was not. So anyway. 
and that it turned into a ballroom blitz. It <laughs> well done. Well done. Okay. Uh so I normally share Stasiism, but we're running long. And so instead I'm going to share a quote about radio. Which is in radio you have two tools, sound and silence. I have not I have mastered the former, not the latter. So goals. Uh, I'm going to work on it during this first break. And when we come back, I am going to have an awesome conversation, I suspect, with my guest, Eric Krima. We'll be right back with Stacey Connects. Looking to reconnect with your partner, spouse, kids, or self? When the disconnect seemingly has been there for a lifetime and is impacting your relationships, it's difficult to determine how and where to start. But at the root with Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling is the perfect first step. Throughout each episode, Greg talks about establishing emotional connection with ourselves and others. He offers experience, advice, explanation, and resources to listeners. You can find past episodes on his website, KuiperCounseling.com, or through his YouTube channel, Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuiper. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. Remember, if you have uh, something that you want to share with me, feel free to text or call 475-999-2726. And I would love to hear what you have to say, especially about my guest today, Eric Krima. And so... Eric, again, I met, he is the business development manager uh, at Hubbard Radio Seattle. And I met Eric because when I decided that I was going to do this radio show, he's the man, the man with the master plan. And uh, then I started hustling and other people decided that they wanted to, to do some shows. And then I decided I needed to do more than one show. Uh, I'm trying to get hired as a full-time radio personality. It's not really going that well, though. Uh, so I'm putting you on the spot. Why not, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I think it's four le- four words: competition. Right? There's yeah. just so much out there. Uh, one good thing, though, is I I love the fact that we, Eric and I were just doing a show on this about podcasting. Mm-hmm. And podcasts and how cool it is that uh, everybody has a shot at creating an awesome podcast and being heard. You see it in social media all the time of the, you know, and then sometimes it is only 15 minutes of fame, uh, but some have real staying power. Mm-hmm. So just stick with it. Um, I love your show. I love your demeanor and your energy. And uh, there are other sayings, things like, you know, you, you get 95% there. If you don't give it that other 5%, you get over the finish line kind of a thing. And and I've done that in my own life, to be honest with you. I've, on projects, I've come really close and then patched um, the feet from the jaws of victory. 
And so I think of that whenever I'm faced with adversity. Sarah, how's that kind of answer? Uh, basically, that's a nice way of saying you're not there yet, kid. <laughs> Give it time. Uh, and the nice thing is you're well, going to say something. I, I was just going to say I got news for you. There's, you know, radio usually doesn't let you do whatever you want like this. Um, so That's you may point. be doing yourself a favor by not <laughs> getting hired to uh, yeah. do radio. No, that's that's true. And honestly, uh, I have no desire for fame. I just really want to be heard by my mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she to be working. <laughs> she calls you after every show. She does. So she calls after every show and all those years that she didn't listen to me. Now she's listening to me. Hi, Mom. Hi, Lee. Hi, Dan. Uh, so anyway, you have been, though, at Alternative Talk 1150 AM for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had a we've been owned by about four different owners over those years. Uh, corporate owners Our our most latest is Hubbard, the Hubbard family out of Minneapolis. And they're just such great folks. I mean, they. They've been in it for a long time. I think they had the first television station in Minnesota and grew from there. And, and it's a family business. So our current CEO, I believe she's the granddaughter of the uh, founder, and uh, she worked her way up. It wasn't like, oh, here, here's some radio stations. Go have fun. No, no, right, no. She right. had to work her way up. And you know what? As soon as she opens her mouth and starts talking about something, uh, this woman is incredibly smart um, and actually award winning in the industry for work and the way they operate is you know it's kind of like in a way being a parent because it's just the slow growth and slow and steady right instead of um we really think about things as we make changes in the company but going back to what you were talking about about breaking in and and one of the, one of the things that's happening in radio is we're finally realizing that a big part of our success is our talent and it's not you know having <clears throat> a ton of music and crazy bits and things like that that are just in your face. It's really about the on-air talent that is the reason why people would tune into us versus all the other things out there to listen to. Okay. So as that happens, I think there's this resurgence of uh, new talent coming on the scene. And like with podcasts where you have, you know, people of all ages listening to podcasts, that means there's an opportunity for all sorts of topics demos and that sort of thing you just kind of kind of find your niche but it's a double-edged sword because again there's millions out there i think what are we talking about are two million plus different podcasters out there right now worldwide 60 million tune in daily yeah uh, to listen to podcasts so um you know and it's not spread evenly so some podcasts maybe have 15 listeners others have thousands well and to that point uh you know i joke all the time about my tens of listeners and the thing is, that may be the case, and when I hear from a listener who says, wow, I really loved that conversation that you had with uh, Dan when he was talking about you know, his addiction story, or oh, I loved the conversation that you had with your mother and Lee about you know, what it's like as you get older and you know, having, uh, being social and how do you feel... Uh, you know, are you mentally flexible and curious or are you like, ah, whatever? Mm -hmm. uh, I love when I hear from people because I have learned and it's something that I say to my clients all the time. 
I no longer have a desire to talk to the people in the back of the room that aren't listening to what I have to say anyway. I'm not interested in capturing their attention. They don't get me. They are not interested in my point of view. So why am I spending so much time trying to get their attention? Instead, let me focus on the people that are already supporting me, listening, curious. They have a similar mindset. And it doesn't mean I'm in an echo chamber. I like to think of myself as, you know, through this show, I'm constantly learning and I'm curious. Uh, But why not take people along for the ride and ask the questions? So, uh, but I want to ask you a question. So. 25 years in alternative talk. So what brought you here? The the sales, the I want to talk, I want to be a star, uh, <laughs> I have a face for radio, which that's not true. He's a very handsome man. Uh, oh, thank you. So what was the thing? How did you get connected with radio to begin with? Yeah, so I was a, actually a publisher of a newspaper. I owned my own newspaper for two years in this market. It was called Small Business News. Hmm. And I had contributors and, and writers, and I did all the editing and all of the sales. I did have one full-time reporter. And um, as it is with any small business, it's a tough road to hoe, right? I mean, it's it's uh, razors thin. On, on almost everything and tons of work, but I've never worked probably so hard in my life and earned so little, but I, it was sure satisfying to have my own business. So I had that, but after about two and a half years, it was clear I just couldn't make a go of it with my current skill set. I was pretty young. And um, I was doing a one minute feature on 11.50 AM, which was actually a business talk station. It was a Bloomberg affiliate back then. And um, I was doing these weekly, actually it was a daily, but I come in, uh, once a week and record five one minute small business news segments. And um, <clears throat> when they heard I was closing my newspaper, they hired me. And I really needed the money because what I did was, you know, all those people that have subscribed to my newspaper, I was like Steve Martin in the movie The Jerk. I was literally writing checks back to them for the issues they would never receive because I was closing my newspaper. Oh my gosh. So I was writing. Quite a few checks of, you know, $7.89. Oh, my gosh. Um, So I needed money. I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave them high and dry, so to speak. So, uh, but they hired me in sales thinking I was bringing all these wonderful leads from my newspaper. And I I was on a six-month guarantee. So I did that for about six months uh, back when it was uh, KEZF AM and FM. So 98.9 FM, which later turned into the jazz was actually an easy listening station. And so they hired me to do sales and um, I was terrible at it. And I uh, just, I was just terrible and nervous and didn't know what I was doing. And uh, certainly I could see the writing on the wall that I was going to make it at this. Um, so I didn't want to be a two time loser coming off of my, my business. And I'm thinking, well, I better start looking for another job here before I get fired. And it just so happens that the um, operations manager of the station, again, it was a business talk station, decided to leave. And this was kind of prior to uh, Starbucks popularity. Remember when everybody kind of, not everybody, but you'd go to the grocery store and there'd be a coffee cart outside. Yeah. Yeah. So people would own those coffee carts and they would have a license to be there. So sometimes you'd have multiple QFCs or Safeways or whatever that would be. So anyway, he and his wife decided that was going to be their dream. They were going to start doing these coffee carts to take advantage of the specialty coffee 
craze. Well, he took off to do that. And he gave me a one week crash course on how to run a radio station. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, it, it was my savior because I was then able to get out of sales and then go into the operations side. So uh, I did that for, for several years. And that's how I got into radio. And then I just learned more and more that sales isn't about selling someone something. It's really about fixing a problem for them. Uh-huh. It, and usually that is bringing new customers or right now the big thing is recruitment. Right. So helping them solve their problems over a long term. And not just trying to get a quick sale and move on to the next quick sale. So I had some mentors early on, um, including um, Michael Scott, uh, actually. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say Michael Scott <laughs> well, from the office. Was, I'm yeah. like, hmm, I don't know, Eric. <laughs> he, might, he might not be the best mentor. <laughs> Robert L. Scott. Sorry, Robert L. Scott. He's sort of a legend. Uh, he's an African-American who broke into Seattle radio very early on. He had a morning show, I believe, at one of the shows. And he got into sales, and he taught me everything. I really, the core of what I know as being a salesperson, he's very good. And um, so he took me under his wing and, and sort of trained me, and the rest is history. I've just sort of meandered through sales, sales manager, sale, direct sales on the street, but then some operations. I've done promotions, so uh, kind of all over in radio. Sorry for the long-winded story. But no, not it. at all. Are you kidding? I asked I asked the question if I, <laughs> if I didn't want to know the answer. Uh, and I have a lot more questions, but let's take a quick break here, and then I don't have to worry about taking another break a little later on. So uh, keep listening to Stacey Connects with my guest, Eric Crema. We'll be right back. Stacey Heller is many things. Entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Too many relationships are adversely affected by wounds from our past. Lack of connection, unhappiness, shame, and regret are just some of the fallouts we experience when we choose to avoid addressing those wounds. Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling is a psychotherapist committed to reestablishing connection with self to create greater connection with others. His work with teens, individuals, couples, and those struggling with substance use. If you struggle with old wounds or unhealthy narratives, get to the root of them in yourself by contacting Greg Kuiper at KuiperCounseling.com. That's KuiperCounseling.com. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. I am your host, Stacy Heller, and my guest today is Eric Crema. So, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for the groovy music. I really like it. Thank um, you. I, for some whatever reason, I've been into watching old shows from like the seventies. 
you know, the classic old shows in the 70s. Uh-huh. It's got that vibe. It's got that really groovy vibe. I, uh, so I got introduced to the whole idea of like radio is something that is attainable through The Efficient Life, which is a show that was here on KKNW with Stacey Harris and Dave Nelson. And uh, they had me come on the show along with Bruce and the Michael Bruce Image Consulting team. And I took to talking like a duck takes to water. And fast forward when they said you should really do a show and let me uh, introduce you to Eric and Dave. uh, He's very musical. And he said, what do you want the vibe to be? And I said, some cross between... Uh, salt and pepper and Kermit the Frog and the music that we use for Don't Ask Me to Talk. Like all of these things are fairly related. Right. <laughs> and and you meant of... salt and pepper. Yes. Yeah, salt. The rap duo. Yes. Right? Not, not like salt actual. Salt and pepper. So. Right. Salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> With a little delight. Right. The, the last thing Kermit the Frog wants to be next to is some salt and pepper. Well, that is right. true. Coming out of a pot. I, well done. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. With a little like uh, delight groove is in the heart. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that whole groovy 70s vibe. I mean, I watched all those shows growing up. Uh, there was some really good TV on in the 70s, but that's a whole separate yeah. uh, conversation. We could talk about that on Don't Ask Me to Talk when. Eric and I talk about good stuff. Um, So you have always been a communicator and the small business thing. I'm curious about this. So way back when you had started the newspaper and you had a point of view that you wanted to share, tell me about the small business angle versus say, you know, what's going on in the world today? Or, you know, let me have a statement about this. Did you come from a family of entrepreneurs and small business owners? No, so I uh, not really. I, although I've had a entrepreneurial streak in me, uh, I'm always thinking of ideas or trying to come up with the next best thing, and and uh, I even have a little journal about it. But unfortunately, none of it's come to real fruition. Fruition, but uh, having that in me, that it's just something about me. So I definitely have a desire to learn more. Um, similarly to sales, uh, I was taught by a wonderful uh, editor down in Central Oregon. I worked for the Central Oregon Business Journal as a reporter. And he taught me, he goes, you know, business writing in general can be kind of boring if you think about it as just numbers and facts and figures and pie charts and all that. He goes, but behind all this is really, it's just people, it's people, mm-hmm. their dreams, dreams of doing a business, our hardships. And I, once I made that pivot in my mind and started when I was interviewing people, thinking about it through a little bit their eyes or walking in their shoes, if you will, um, it gave me a really good uh, just appreciation for what it takes. So when I hear, like, for instance, somebody who really makes it big in business and they actually came up through the ranks, and they own their own small business. I just hats off to them. You know, I never have like envy toward that. I actually feel kind of uh, in awe. You know, I just, Mm -hmm. it's amazing to when you hear stories of people that have built from a truck or a toolbox or, you know, a a pair of scissors and some cloth and suddenly they're fantastic designers of clothing. I mean, to me, it's just amazing. And I, and I I just think it, it speaks to the human spirit, but on, Specifically to, to small business news, it was really localized to the Seattle area, and I profiled uh, things that are happening both on 
sort of legal or federal coming down in regulations and things like that that would affect small businesses. But I, uh, the bread and butter and my 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 heart of it was the um, the human interest stories that I would do about just businesses growing and coming up with new products or doing something interesting. It really helped that I had twelve different contributors who are experts in their own area and they would supply me with um so this this publication came out every two weeks and uh, they would supply me with articles every columns every two weeks that i would just simply edit and put in there because sure. they were talking they were talking on subjects i had absolutely no idea i mean these were accountants and, um these were people who knew about the, on the legal side regulations and things like that so it was easy it was easier to rely on their expertise. You were doing the uh, the transcript of essentially what is radio, <laughs> you know, everybody yeah. talking in their own voice, telling the story as it relates to them and how it could relate to others like them and, you know, being a subject matter expert on it. And, uh, you yeah. know, collecting a stable of experts that can speak to it and there is something to be said for the people that uh, know how to uh, really curate and collect that stable of people so that there are a lot of uh, experts in the room and bringing them together with that commonality. And I think that's a lot of, you know, what you do with KKNW. It's what you do with Hubbard in general, uh, you know, finding people and people find you and I, I, you've been super helpful with me doing the show and having feedback and, you know, letting people do their thing. And at the same time with this constant idea that is somehow of service to someone. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. Um, I think you nailed it. Uh, when I look at, uh, Let's just take local news, and I don't want to bash anybody, but you know, you'll a lot of times you look at local news on television, and it, and it just seems like they're reading the teleprompter, and there's no in you know in depth reporting going on there. I I just feel like 11:50 a.m. with its uh, bevy of hosts is, is really about going deep into the knowledge of that particular host and their guests, mm -hmm. and it's unlike anything you're going to find. Because we have the time to do it. We don't have to say in two minutes everything that's going on in the local area. We can talk for an entire hour as we are today right. and have fun with it and get to know our personalities. The audience gets to know us a little bit. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and talk a little bit more in depth. And I think there's real value there that, unfortunately, um, not enough radio stations do. I think we're so unique in that regard. Oh, absolutely. And, and the fact that, you know, having a show that you know, to your point, you know, the radio, you're constricted by what's going on in the news. You have these short snippets of time. You've got to convey it like, oh, and now we have a sad local story about a little boy that lost his dog. And, you know, you feel like it's it's so scripted in a way and yeah. the emotion doesn't feel genuine, whereas I have this and I'll only speak for myself. I have this awesome platform where I can bring people on and we can talk about things that are completely ridiculous, things that are heartfelt. You know, I, I had an episode where there's somebody who is looking for a kidney. He needs a kidney donor. And so mm -hmm. to be able to get the word out and encourage people that even if you feel like, oh, I don't know that I could do that, learn what it's about. Learn 
what is possible. Uh, so that's just that is something that I really enjoy about the platform and that we can have fun and learn simultaneously. Um, so clearly you're a communicator. I mean, you know, you you put together this business journal and you're also a uh, figure it out person. Uh, my dad was that way. He grew up in a family business that was a corporation, and he had to work his way through, you know, starting as mm-hmm. a truck driver and and working his way through so that he understood all of the different elements of what it took to run the family business and, you know, then worked his way up before it was sold. And then when given uh, the opportunity to figure out what he was going to do next, he chose to buy a small business and like you then had to really put it together. It's one thing to work in the corporate environment on a large scale. It's another thing entirely when, you know, you are operations, HR, sales, you know, uh, the creative team, the whole thing. And you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. And I think, I think the payment for me, in those situations, even if you are just working in a company and you're working your way up, is you're paid in in empathy and humility, and, and as you can empathize with your coworkers, with your customers, and and have humility to approach a problem with, you know, I know what's best for you, and here I'm going to tell you all about it. You know, instead, really listen to people and and uh, hopefully learn something too. I mean, there's been many conversations where I'm going one direction. I do a 180 after talking with people because Mm -hmm. they're right. And I was wrong. And, uh, and I think you have to be able to be that, have that flexibility if you want to learn, because isn't that the point here? I mean, when you, when you talk about having thousands and thousands of listeners and yeah, it'd be great. I can only imagine the people that you've affected that you've probably never even talked to. They've listened to you. They've heard you. And what's been said on your show has changed their lives. And it's much like programs when they have left KKNW, then we get the calls. And they're like, where's my favorite show? Right. I love that show. I listen to it every week. Right. Where, where, why didn't you call in? Well, because right. I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing. You know, you take those things for granted and the connection that you have with people without even realizing that you have the connection. And it seems like that entrepreneurial spirit that you have, even though, you know, you're working for, you know, Hubbard Radio is a family owned business, as you say, in Minnesota. My uh, brother and sister-in-law, they live in Minnesota. My brother has heard of it. He was like, hey, maybe I know someone. I was like, mm, I feel like that's a lot of skip levels. So thank you, but no. Uh, but anyway, even though it's it's a larger company, it's still family run. And you have had that opportunity to stretch your entrepreneurial legs and really figure some things out and figure out how to authentically and organically grow the station, which must feel really good. It does. And sometimes it, uh, it blows me away to think back that this format that we've been doing has been in existence now for nearly 20 years. And in radio, that's a long time particularly in a very competitive market like Seattle, 13th largest market in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, most formats come and go uh, within, say, 10 years, say, not most, but a lot. Mm-hmm. Even one of our own stations has seen several formats uh, since I've been here. So 
Uh, part of it's changing tastes, but that's the kind of the beauty of 11:50 a.m. is uh, the shows tend to reflect what's going on at any given time. Sure. Uh, you know, the hosts come in and they're talking. We've got a technology show now that's really talking about all the new hip technology that's in the world. We didn't necessarily have that, say, 15 years ago. Uh, we've had a lot of bread and butter type programs that have been mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're starting to see other things, too. Um, and it goes back uh, to the host. I mean, you can have a great show or you, you can have one that's uh, it's a spot on topic, but maybe the host isn't up to the challenge. Right. And, and they've got to figure that out. But you never know, because why tell them? I don't think you're up to the challenge right away when it's their dream and they can they can find their way. A good example is, uh, you know, I used to be sales manager over at Warm 106.9 and I would go down the sales pit, if you will, and I had eight salespeople working for me and every single one of their cubicles was completely different. One cubicle would look like a bomb went off. I mean, just paperwork everywhere. Mm-hmm. The other one is just, just totally buttoned up, like they work for the FBI or something. <laughs> And, and everything in between, and they were all fantastic salespeople in their own right, because they found their own way to success. Right, right. You know, so. Well, uh, yeah. Who, that's... who am I to say you're not going to find that right audience? Right. Now, how has, uh, how has the, the uh, DIY aspect of podcasting impacted then alternative talk radio? Has it been... I know for a fact that people that are interested in doing a podcast, I when I talk to people and they say, you've got a podcast, like, you know, tell me. I'm like, I got to tell you, do not DIY it. Work with Hubbard or some like uh, station or, or whatever, because the fact that I've got Eric Ryder here on the board, I've got you, I've got access to the technology, I don't have to do the upload you know, if there's some sound issues or whatever, you've got a whole team and group, and that's been awesome. Do people get that? Do longtime radio hosts get it? And when people are coming in, are they taking advantage of the fact that they can do radio and podcast? Yeah, they are uh, more and more for sure. Uh, we used to just call them archives, where we just take the show and post it on our website, and then podcasting became a thing. So now we put them on all the major platforms. So when anyone goes out there and you know type Stacy Connects, hopefully uh, pulling down and subscribing to your podcast, which I highly recommend. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, it, we've we've seen kind of both where people will do a radio show and podcast for a while, and then they're thinking, well, I'm going to save money or do it myself. I'll just do it from home and do my own podcast and not do the radio show, and then they end up sometimes coming back because they say, well, I just didn't get any traction to it because they have no vehicle pushing people to it and vice versa. Right. Um, and so I think radio does a good job with that. I just like the fact that more and more people are really just getting interested in the spoken word aspect of listening to audio. And we have the technology, thanks in large part to um, Eric Ryder's direction. We have the technology, you know, with our app and streaming Mm-hmm. And um, the the podcast pages and all this, we can get the audio to you where you're at. That's right. the key is, is how do we get you that audio? Um, you know, you talk about using experts. Uh, uh, even our technology show relies on us on the radio side to help them out. Sure. Their audio and, and things like that, podcasting. So um, 
or with their, uh, I think they're doing video. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that. I hope I'm not. But anyway, uh, you, why you're an expert in what you do. Right. You have a dream of what you want to do with the audio. Let us be the professionals to help it sound as as good as possible. And the, it's not that expensive in the grand scheme of things. You're not opening up a yogurt shop here with right. a brick and mortar right. and 20 employees and that sort of thing. So you can do your dream at a relatively low cost. I agree. Uh, of course, we're going to be out of time here soon. And the one thing that we didn't talk about is that uh, you yourself, as I said, are a communicator and you have several shows that you do. So I want to give you the opportunity with the last three, four minutes here to mention the shows that you host or co-host. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So I do a show called Your Community Matters. It's not a set schedule, but it's a chance for me to talk to businesses and organizations that are doing good things for people in the community. Because in the end, I mean, that's really, I think, why we're all here on this spinning globe is to help one another mm-hmm. in some fashion. And uh, so I'll talk about it with that. I do a, a shortened uh, segment uh, on Voices of Experience, which airs on Kixie and KKNW. It's about a 12-minute spot. It's called Spotlight on Success, where I'll, I'll actually drill down. It's kind of fun because I get to speak to uh, some local celebrities, um, businesses that are doing something interesting, new product or I can, I can kind of uh, pick and choose and find things that interest me and hopefully do a good interview that you know transcends to the audience and they nice. like it. Um, and then we have a show um, called Your Life, Your Way. It's actually sponsored. I'm a co-host on that uh, by Holden South Center, and that's an assisted living uh, group out of uh, the Tukwila area, South Center area. And we talk all. They do a good job because what they do is they don't just they don't just promote their facility. Uh, they mention it, but they bring in guests who help with things like how do you select an assisted living? Um, if you're aging, what do you do about ankle uh, ankle injuries and, and back issues? And sure. how do you stay active? What are some of the things you can do to stay limited? You know, so they'll talk about all kinds of things surrounding. And it's really good information, I feel like, for in my stage of life, because we advise for instance, my father-in-law and a lot of his things at you know at his age, um, and so it's helpful to talk about financial issues and have that knowledge. Absolutely, um, and I have an idea so, for you, by the way. I'll tell oh, you okay. off. I'll tell you. Oh, I'll, later. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> uh, all right. So that one is your life, your way, uh, and then you yeah. have another one, don't you? Yeah. So I do one with uh, Mike Broderick, uh, who is, if you're ever thinking about doing a reverse mortgage, he's really, in, I mean, he's been doing it for 26 years. So wow. he knows he's like a local legend. He's been doing it. Um, and, and so, but he's, he's one of these people very much like you, where super approachable and you know that they have your best interest in mind when they're talking to you very casual uh, about it. And, and a lot of times he'll tell people it's just not right for you. It's not, yeah. a vehicle for you. but just learning about how the, the, how they work and who they're right for and that sort of thing. So That's awesome. um, I, I host on that as well. Along with him. All right. right. And those are all shows that you can find on either KKNW or you can find on Kixie, both AM stations. Kixie is 880 and KKNW is 1150. Those are the call numbers. Correct. And, and, and quite a few of them are sent off to podcast as well. So everywhere but iHeart, you're going to be able to find it if you type in those. Uh, Love it. I will share that on my social media so that people know where they can find it. 
Eric, thank you for being my guest. I'm going to have to have you back on uh, because naturally I have more to ask and more to talk about. Uh, But thanks to Eric and Eric. And I so appreciate it. And next week, my guest is Ashley Barnes, and she is somebody that someone connected me with. And I was like, sure, why not? It's Stacy Connects. So make sure that you stay connected out there. Maybe don't stay close. COVID is still happening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs>